The Yes Anthony Says Podcast is a proud member of the Podcast Revolution Network. Well, hello, hello. How are you doing? How are you doing? You know who this is and you know what this is. This is S. Anthony Thomas and this is the S. Anthony Says Podcast, episode number two, two, two. Oh, yeah. Triple twos. Oh, yeah. How are you doing? How are you doing, Sass Potters? How are you doing, bastards? How the hell are you doing? I want to say once again, I know I thank you guys every episode, you know, for listening to the, to me and I, and mainly because I really, really appreciate it. And, you know, and I don't, I don't want to be one of those people that, you know, when you say thank you to people, it turns into kind of this rote, I, I guess I gotta say thank you at the beginning because I said it 221 other times because I gotta say that crap. No, I actually mean it when I say thank you because I love doing this and I love the fact that you love this crap that I do for some reason. I don't know why, but you do. And guess what? I got much love for you bastards as well. Thank you once again. How are you doing? Now, uh, I'm actually recording this on Saturday. Um, I use, I have this thing now where I've been recording this on Saturdays because as it turns out, the week is so damn hectic that, uh, the only time I can actually do this is Saturday early in the afternoon because this is the only time where people will do what I like to refer to as leaving me the hell alone for a second, <laughs> you know, and I know that just like anybody else, you have a hectic schedule and you have to do a lot of things and go to different places and move this and move that and do this for that person and do this for that person and all of that crap. And then you find a moment to yourself and, you know, you just want to do the thing that you love to do. And since I can't be here right now, um, jello wrestling with the, with the Williams sisters, which is what I really would love to do. <laughs> Cause who wouldn't? Um, the, the thing I like to do other less that I love to do, but not as much. I mean, I, I love you guys. I really, really do, but I, not as much as I would love to be jello wrestling with the Williams sisters. I mean, let's keep it real. I mean, the Williams sisters, but uh, okay, let's change the subject. That's that's just just really wrong. You know from you know me well enough to know I'm not going to say anything inappropriate on my podcast. <laughs> Complete lie. But let me just say this, and this is going to actually come out. It's going to be released on um July Fourth, Independence Day. Independence Day. So, sings how this will be Independence Day when you hear this. Happy Fourth of July. I hope you had some hamburgers and cupcakes and hot dogs and grilled this and grilled that and all of that crap. I hope you had a good time with your family. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the fireworks and all of that crap. I hope you did. And I want to I want to confess something to you. Now, you've been seeing the videos that I pulled up and that I put up online and on Instagram and all of that crap. And sometimes I shave and sometimes I don't. And sometimes I do a video right after I played basketball when I look like a hunk of crap. And sometimes I look pussy decent for me. But I just want to put those video up, put it videos up mainly because, like I said, I'm going to be working out and I want to get back in shape. I want to look good again. You know, and I wanted to put, and it was really weird because I felt weird about putting those videos up because I looked like crap, but I wanted to have a representation of the beginning of the process because I'm going to actually begin the diet and exercise program strictly. Uh, not the, not the one that I'm doing now where I'm just kind of making sure my body knows we're working out now, jackass. We're going to get in shape. I'm going to beat you up a little bit to prepare you for when it gets intense and gets strict on July 4th. 
And I told people about it. I told people I was going to start working out and eating strictly and doing this and all of that crap. And I said the day is going to be July 4th. I think it's kind of symbolic because I want to be free. I want to be independent from the adipose tissue. I want to be independent from not being in the kind of shape that I should be. I want to be free from this version of my body and this version of my health. I'm not in bad health, but I will be much, much healthier after this workout program begins. And I thought it would be symbolic to do it on Independence Day. And a lot of people are going, you are an idiot because you and I both know, buddy, that you're going to either be at a barbecue, be barbecuing, or somebody in your family is going to drive by and say, hey, here's some stuff from the barbecue. And I know it's going to happen. And I said, you know what? I'm still doing it on Independence Day because I want the challenge. I could have started the day after um the day after the, uh, the the holiday, you're not gonna do that, you know. I could have done that. It's like I, if, if I if I if the first, if the day that I wanted to start a diet and workout program fell on Thanksgiving, guess what? I still do it on Thanksgiving Day, just to give myself the challenge. And it's gonna be the same thing on July Fourth. I want the hot dogs and the hamburgers and the mac and cheese and all of that crap in my face, and I'm gonna say no. I'm still gonna eat healthy. I'm still gonna work out, and I don't care. I want the challenge. Sometimes it's great to start out with a big challenge right in front of you, you know, and in addition to working out, one of the other challenges I had for myself was I said to myself, I said, you know, I have plenty of opportunities to have girlfriends now, you know, but what I want to do is just take the time out and be cool and just concentrate on my work right now. There's a couple of things I want to do. You know, I want to finish putting my stand up show together. I want to go. I want to get back on national television doing stand up again. You know, I want to do this, that and the other. I want to get on. I want to concentrate on that more so than getting a girlfriend because I know what I'm like with a girlfriend. When I have a girlfriend, I like to give her a lot of time and a lot of care and a lot of attention. And I can't do that right now and accomplish the things I want to accomplish. So just like with the food on Independence Day, when I start my diet and exercise program, when I have the challenge of the cupcakes and the double cakes and the triple cakes and the double hamburgers and triple french fries and the quadruple hot dogs and all of that crap in my face, because I'm going to swear off girlfriends until I finish a certain number of things that I want to accomplish. Right now, I have three hookers naked sitting around me right now because I've decided to swear off girlfriends until I accomplish a couple of things. I know what you're thinking. That's kind of stupid, isn't it? The simple fact that right now I have a delicious woman who's naked sitting on my lap with her boobs in my face and I can't touch her because of my discipline. And there's also another delicious woman who's nude with her hands one quarter of an inch away from my junk and another one one quarter of an inch away from squeezing my buttocks the things that I like women to do while or before or after I get it on with them I know what you're thinking but no yes there's three naked delicious women who are hookers who are around me right now and I'm tempted to bang them but I'm not gonna I like to challenge myself that's right ladies this is gonna be the best money you've ever earned i don't even you know i mean i'm not a big fan of hookers not because i have anything against hookers i just think that women are so valuable as individuals that there shouldn't be any amount of money that would make 
that is that you should spend to enjoy the delicious bodies your bodies are so valuable and so special oh crap i just said that and they're all smiling because i just gave them all compliments and now they're actually becoming even more okay the woman has now moved her hand an eighth of an inch to and the, the woman in the back with the buttocks is also she actually just give me a micro squeeze and the woman that's on my lap that's naked is now kissing me on the forehead and they're all telling me how sweet I am and this is even becoming even more difficult not to bang them but I'm not going to do it I'm not going to eat junk food on July 4th not going to do it not going to drink the sodas none of that crap no cakes and cupcakes and double cakes and triple cakes and all of that crap none of that and I'm not going to bang any of these three delicious women of the evening not going to do it I have willpower I'm going to hit the pause button I just want to adjust myself in a chair okay I'm back Ah, I have to be honest with you I banged one of the three ladies and she left and said, thank you. The other two ladies are still here. But I mean, but I really did have a lot of willpower because I only banged the one that was on my lap. The other two, the one with the hand close to the junk and the one who gave me the micro squeeze of the buttocks, they're still here. And I did not bang them because I mean, I slipped up a little bit. It's like on July 4th, I might actually have a hamburger, but it's not going to be three hamburgers or four hamburgers like I normally would have. So don't judge me. Hold on for a minute. Okay, I just paused the button again, and I banged the one that gave me the micro squeeze on the buttocks. I'm sorry, but I did not bang all three of them. Okay, like I said, on July 4th, I may have two hamburgers. Not four hamburgers, two hamburgers, maybe one soda, because you, you kind of got to wash down the damn hamburgers. But don't judge me. It's a holiday. And, and, and still, 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 I will have not eaten the four hamburgers that I would hold on, please. Okay, I just banged the other one, and now all three ladies have gone because I have now banged all of them and i probably am going to have four hamburgers on july 4th don't judge me shut up <laughs> okay i did not bang the three hookers they're actually still right here and i did not bang them okay i'll be honest with you i did bang all three of them and they left <laughs> and i'm eating a hamburger right now <laughs> don't judge me okay none of that actually happened <laughs> With the truth, but there, but there is some truth to it. I mean, I I know that when a holiday comes up and it's getting close, it's 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 like the day that you you need you want to you know do your little workout program and eat good and everything, and everybody sits around. You should have a hamburger, man. You could start your diet and exercise tomorrow and all of that. And I really think that sometimes you, you got to take that challenge. You know, when you make a decision, you kind of got to stick to it. You know, you know. I mean, I think it'd be kind of cool if, if, you know, the whole holiday goes by and everybody has cupcakes and triple cakes and all of that crap. And I'm sitting there eating my salad and drinking my, my, my water and all of that crap. And I'm working out and people are going, man, that was really cool. You started out, the holiday comes by, you decided you were going to work out, you stuck to it. The simple fact that you sat at this barbecue with everybody else, everybody else is eating junk food and triple junk food and quadruple junk food. And you stuck to your diet. It's pretty amazing. I think I'm looking forward to that moment, that moment when people realize that I did it because people will then know that I'm serious and I subconsciously will know that I'm serious because I damn sure don't want the shame part of it. 
You know, say I said to the people, I'm not going to eat junk food on July 4th. I'm not doing it. I know it's a holiday July 4th and we got the barbecue and all of that. I'm not eating the junk food, damn it. I'm not doing it. And then I go through half the barbecue and not do it. And then I'm, he said, let me go get something from the car. And then I go to get something from the car and I come back and there's barbecue sauce on my shirt and a rib bone falls out of my back pocket. And people are going, really? Um, so you, you decide, you, you, you went to your car for something. Is that what it is? Yes, it is. So you, did you have barbecue sauce and a rib bone on top of the salad? Yes, it's an, no, that's not so the barbecue sauce on my shirt. That's a special protein shake that has barbecue flavor to it. And the rib bone, I couldn't find a spoon to mix up the protein shape that the shake that looks like barbecue sauce. And I, I use this bone as a symbol of, I'm really, you know, boning up on exercises, but that's, I would, I know it looks like I probably went to my car and took a rack of ribs and ate them and then tried to discard the bones and forgotten one of the bones fell on the chair and I sat down on it really quickly to get my keys and got out of it. And then as I was walking back towards you, the bone dislodged and fell off the back of my pants. And maybe it looks like there's barbecue sauce on my shirt, but it's really a protein shake. And I don't like you people. Leave me alone. (laughs) You know, because I've been there before. I'm, I'm a, like I said, I, I talked about it in an earlier episode where I used to, you know, in my even heavier than I am uh, days, I, you know, you would do that thing. You go to the store. Yeah, I'm going to the store right now. Uh, I'm going to get some cigarettes. Um, you don't smoke. Um, you need to leave me alone. Okay, well, I'm not getting cigarettes. I'm getting some deodorant. You have three cans of deodorant upstairs. Maybe I want four cans. Maybe you should leave me alone. And then you go to the store and then you have to buy the deodorant. You don't need the deodorant. You got cans of it like the person says. But what you don't have is cupcakes. Oh, yeah. What you don't have is time alone in your car. Oh, yeah. I remember when I was heavier than I am right now, I would actually go and buy food and it would be like three degrees below zero outside. And I didn't want anybody to know that I bought the food that I shouldn't be eating in the first place. I felt shame when I bought the food. I felt shame when I had the food in the car. I felt shame as I ate, ate the food. I did not feel shame was I was, I was, when I finished the food, I felt really great. And then afterwards, I felt shame. And then you realize, oh, no, I'm going to be picking up people and all of that crap. And they're going to be in the car. So you got to wipe up just in case you drop some. You don't want one crumb to show because they know how you keep your car. And if they see the crumbs or they're going to go know you ate something. And then you realize, oh, crap, the car smells like the crap I ate that I shouldn't have been eating in the first place. And how long will it take to get this damn smell out of the car? It's three degrees below zero. And you got to roll down all your windows and drive fast to blow it that smell out of the car and you you show up to meet the people and you got the heat on in the car and they're wondering why there's icicles hanging out of your nose why are there icicles hanging out of your nose bro i mean the car is hot in here and it's it's, what happened yeah well i definitely didn't buy any food that i told you that i wasn't going to eat and i definitely don't feel any shame about the fact that not only did i buy food i'm not supposed to be eating i bought an abundance of the food that i'm not supposed to be eating and i sat down like a slob in the back of the parking lot wolfing that crap down and throwing the trash into a trash can and I definitely didn't wipe my car down to leave no remnants of the food that I ate that I shouldn't have been eating in the first place and I damn sure didn't roll down the windows 
intentionally get on the freeway because that's the only place that I could drive fast enough to cause enough wind to go through the car to blow the food smell out of the car so you wouldn't know that I ate food that I shouldn't have been eating in the first place that definitely did not happen <laughs> but that's one of those things where you just feel so ashamed man and I don't want to feel ashamed anymore if you're overweight or if you're smoking or you're doing any kind of thing that's you know, that you know you're not supposed to be doing, you feel shame. Everybody feels shame. Even, I think I talked about it before in a different way, but I like to call it shame distance. And you see shame distance when people have shame, shame distance from you. Like with me, the shame distance I was the, was me staying away from people for 15 minutes as you're driving around, around blowing the food smell out of your car. That's the shame distance. Sometimes it's shame distance in, when you're in your house and you know you did something dumb and you know your spouse is pissed off at you and you don't want to leave the house because if you leave the house, that'll make them even matter because they're going to start thinking about what you did and all of that crap and then they'll they'll have to call you and you can't avoid the phone call but if you're in the house they know they can get to you when they want to get to you and you kind of hide away from them you know what i'm saying dudes you know what i'm saying ladies you did something dumb to your dude and now you he, you know he wants you to apologize but you really don't want to apologize you know and you just kind of stay away from you. you go into your bedroom and you lock the door and you call friends you don't really want to talk to right now. Why you want to talk to them? You want to talk to them so you don't have to talk to him and you're hoping he'll forget about it. And you, you, you're hoping that maybe you can stay away from him for a couple of hours. You're praying that some sports comes on so he'll be distracted. You're praying for it. You're kind of keeping away from the bastards. If you're a parent, you have that distance, that shame distance from your kids. You know, you love your kids, but right now you want to drop kick the little bastards and you want them to keep away from you. And you feel ashamed of the fact that right this moment you don't like your kids. You love them, but you don't like them. You love them to death, but you don't like them. You jump in front of a bullet for your child, but you don't like them. You don't like them. You don't like them and you stay away from them because you feel ashamed. You use that shame distance to keep their little punk behinds over there so you don't have to be over there with the little punk bastards. You know what I'm saying. Everybody has shame distance. You know you've honked the horn at a person that was in front of you in traffic and then you find out that the reason that they didn't pull off is because there's a little old lady in front of them and now you feel like a dope and you're behind them on a one high, one lane highway and you can feel your forehead burning because they're staring at you in the rear view mirror and you try to move further back and further back you drive slower. You increase the shame distance between you and the car in front of you because because you don't want to look at them. You don't want to look at them. You don't want to look at them because you're ashamed of what you did. You're ashamed of honking the horn like a jackass at the person who shouldn't have had the horn honked at him in the first place. It's the shame distance. You know what I'm talking about. But nobody wants to feel ashamed all the time. I know I don't. You know, I want to be, I want to feel good. I was ashamed to put those videos up, you know, when I was talking about all that. You know, you've seen the videos that I put up on Twitter and Instagram and crap. I was ashamed to put those up. I was ashamed to put those up because, you know, see, there's some friends that haven't seen me since I was much, much younger. We've talked on the phone and emailed and everything. But when they saw me, I was heavy. I mean, not as heavy, I mean, heavier than I am now, but I was young, right? 
And there were some people that I remember from school that were like, you know, that, and I forget school. I had some people that knew me from in my 20s and, the, uh, and 30s when I was in pretty good shape. And then there was the people that knew me from when I was in super duper ultra good shape. And I haven't seen them since then. And I didn't want to run across any of them. I didn't want to run across any of them because you know that feeling when they last time they, they saw you, you were running six K's and 12 K's and 80 K's and quadruple K's. You were doing biceps with cars on both sides of the dumbbells. You know, you were doing backflips over the building. You were able to dunk a basketball over the people and all of that crap. And they remember you in that type of shape. And you don't want them to see it because you feel shame happened to me recently meaning late last year when i was heavier than i am now and i felt horrible i friend it was a friend of mine who who knew me back when i was in incredible shape and i was like how is this guy in new jersey jesus lord the dude lived in san francisco hey steve because i was steve back then hey steve i wasn't s anthony yet hey steve man hey and he saw the top of he saw my like he saw my face and i was like oh crap as soon as he walks around i'm gonna i was feeling shame i just saw his head too he's taller than i am i saw his head too he was i was like eyeballs above the above the above the stuff in the store and he was head and shoulders above the stuff in the store and i could just see his head and shoulders and he looked pretty good and he walked around and i'm like oh here we go this guy remembers me was i wasn't when i was in good shape you know that you ever just walk see somebody who used to look great and then you get a good look at them now and you're like and you don't want to say but you're feeling oh Good God, what happened to you, you piece of crap? But you want to kind of keep a straight face. Hey, you look, you look great. Excuse me, I'm going to go vomit in this trash can. This has nothing to do with you, Tris. Trust me. God, you're disgusting. I didn't want that. I didn't want to see that little twinkle in his face going, you used to have... Good God, you used to be in shape, you fat piece of crap. I didn't want to see that crap. And he's, he's almost exactly my age. I'm not, actually, he's a little older than I am. I mean, he's, he's probably 50. And he comes around the corner and he turns around and ding, 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 ding. celebrate good times. Come on. Ding, 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 ding. Why am I selling singing celebration? Why was I singing celebration in my mind at that time? Because when he turned around a corner, ha ha ha, he was an even bigger tub of crap than I am. He was one of those deceptive people. From the shoulder up, he looks like he's in shape. From the shoulder down, he looks like he's the shape of a bag of water. Yeah, I said it. So he gets and I go, and all of a sudden I realize I'm trying to stop myself from having that look like, what the hell happened to you, you piece of crap? And I say, hey, Paul, hey, 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 you haven't changed a bit. And I'm like, ah, ha, ha. you haven't changed a bit either. <laughs> and we're both looking at each other and you can tell inside from the skin inside of my head and from the skin inside of his head into the brain. We're both thinking you fat bastard. <laughs> and I didn't want to feel that anymore. You know, it's like when somebody goes back to their high school or college reunion 
And then under normal circumstances, you're happy with your life. You got a great spouse, your kids rule, everything's cool. And, you know, and then you go back and there's something, maybe you lost some hair, maybe your boobs sagged, maybe your pecs sagged, maybe you're a little bit fatter than that, and maybe this, that, and this is wrong and that's wrong. And under normal circumstances, it doesn't bother you, but you're comparing yourself to when you were on the track team at 20 or a track team at 17, you know? And you can't do that, dumbasses. And then you meet these other people. And there's always about three people at these reunions who, you know, actually found the fountain of youth and didn't do any surgery and don't look much different than they did back then. You know what I'm talking about. First of all, I want to say one thing to hell with those people. And you know that feeling, that feeling sucks, you know, and I don't want to feel that anymore. You know, and I don't want to be, and I, and I, I want to say this, this is true. It, you know, everybody goes, well, you should get in shape for you. You should get in shape for you. Don't let outside people. And that's true to an extent. You should want to get in shape for you. But let's be honest. Even the most healthiest of us, the most the people with the most, the most incredible level of self-esteem, admit it to yourself. There's at least five to 10% of you that doesn't want to look like a tub of crap when you run across somebody you knew back in the day. You don't, you know what I mean? You, I mean you're only going to be ashamed for about 10 minutes when you talk to the bastard, but you don't even want to feel that because it's a horrible feeling. And that's why I don't want to feel that anymore. 95% I'm going to get in shape, not want to get in shape, gonna get in shape for me. But I know so many damn people and I don't want to see that. Hey, buddy. Hey, you look. I don't want to hear that crap. That's the that's the that's the laugh that people that, that uncomfortable that you don't want to hear that. You know, I've been there before. I was hanging out with a bunch of friends and we're all doing pretty good. And we ran across one of our old buddies who was the man, who was Mr. Smooth, who was, oh yeah, I get all the ladies. I'm the best. I'm the best. And then we found out the guy turned into a tub of crap. And we're all going, hey, 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 buddy. <laughs> you haven't changed a bit. Uh, excuse me. Can you hand me that trash can, please? Oh, God. Uh, okay, Bill, here is your turn. Thanks, man. Let me, let me get that trash can. Chuck, yeah, me too. Susie, yeah, let me see. Let me get that trash can. But, but by the way, just to let you know, we're not all vomiting and passing this trash can to each other and vomiting in it, vomiting in it because of what you look like and, and what your life turned out into. We're, we're very, very happy to see you. Um, okay, we're now going to leave now and you're going to hear um, a lot of laughter in the car. And um, you might hear someone go, he used to be the man, but he ain't crap now. But that I just want to let you know right now, it has nothing to do with you. <laughs> can I have that can back? <laughs> But I don't want to be in that position anymore, you know, and I know that and, and, and it's the same thing with you guys. So I'm going to I don't know whether I'm not going to report back on whether or not I shoved really, really bad food down my throat on July 4th because it'll be available to me. I'm probably not going to bring it up. You can ask if you want to. I mean, I know that I know that at least 50 of you are going to go. 
Eat that crab one baby. Maybe eat that crab one thing on July fourth the evening garbage, evening cake, the evening cupcakes. Uh, I heard the podcast with the evening cupcakes and all that crap. I wanna know. I wanna know. And if you ask, I'll tell you. But I'm kinda hoping that you forget to ask because I know that there's gonna be some that do ask. You know, I'm going to act like I didn't see the DMs on my phone. Oh, I didn't happen to see those direct messages and emails on my phone. I just happened to have my phone off at exactly the moment that you guys asked whether or not I ate junk food on July 4th. <laughs> yeah, but you see, as soon as you turn the Wi-Fi on or you turn the data, the data back on on your phone and take and turn off and turn back on the notification, they're going to catch up and then all of the notifications. So even if your phone was off, you will still be getting the notification. No, I have this new thing on my phone where when I turn off the notification... It it actually just erases all the messages that I would rather not answer <laughs> that doesn't exist. Yeah, well, it's a new thing on my phone. Screw you. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to do. July 4th, Independence Day, Independence Day. I want to be independent. I want independence from my not as fit as I'd like it to be body. I want independence from this crap, you know. And I'm going to have it. And I hope that whatever day you decide, if there's some kind of crap that you need to change or move away from or get rid of, I hope that whenever you decide whatever that day is, you start immediately. Or if you pick a date, don't pick a date so far in advance, man. Make it, give yourself at the most a week, you know, and then when that day comes, hit it hard. If you're going to work out, work out. If you're supposed to work on some crap, work on that crap, whatever it is. Hit it hard and hit it hard every day and don't stop till you get where you're supposed to go. Don't stop till you snap the tape because that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get in the starting position. The starting gun's going to go off when I wake off, when I wake up on July 4th and I'm going to start running. Metaphorically speaking. Also, actually, actually, literally, I'm going to start running also, but you know what I'm saying. And I'm not going to stop pumping my legs until I break the tape. Not going to do it. And I hope you don't also. Segment up. Huh? Excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry. It's the the uh, three hookers are back. Yes. Um, I just, I just told my audience that I was not, I was not going to, I was not going to, uh, I was going to use July 4th as the day where I, I break my bad habits. But since it's not July 4th, I was wondering, would it be okay if we just have a, uh, a, um, an, un, an unending bang fest until 1159 on July 4th? We can, we can do that. Okay. Could, could you all, before we come back and we do the unending bang fest, could you go out and get a whole bunch of junk food, stuff that's really, really bad to eat, cupcakes and all of that, and couple double cupcakes and triple cupcakes and quadruple ice cream and double quadruple ice cream and quadruple pancakes and hamburgers and hot dogs and double burritos and all of that crap and bring it back and then we'll have a, a non-stop from now until the 1159, uh, 59 seconds on July 3rd, non-stop junk food and bang fest. So, I can actually, when July 4th comes around, actually begin the new life. Would that be all right? Yes. Well, thank you, three hookers. All right, guys. Uh, <clears throat> I have something to do that's I'm really going to enjoy from when I push the button and end this segment until 11.59 and 59 seconds <clears throat> on July 3rd. So, because on July 4th, I'm going to start my new life. So, I'm going to finish this segment up. I want to say segment over in a few seconds and then I'm going to have a junk food you know hooker orgy until you know until until that particular time. <laughs> I know you're jealous. You should be. <laughs> segment over. Uh, let's talk about something pretty interesting here. Um I was uh I tend to carry my Kindle around with me 
And I have a lot of books in my Kindle and I read them and all of that, obviously. And once I got the once I got the, the smartphone, I actually essentially I pulled a lot of the apps off of the Kindle and I it's basically, you know, I have a lot of music on it and I have my books on it. And uh, all of the social media stuff, I do it from my phone now, so I don't do it on the Kindle. And I started to put in books that I had, books that I read before, but I wanted to read again, books that meant something to me back in the day. And some of for entertainment, a lot of times I read biographies. And I get a kick out of watch, uh, reading about people whose lives were amazing. You know, And one of the things I really, really love is someone who's, who wasn't believed in and kept working at it and then was proven right and changed the world or at the very minimum was proven right and became happy doing the thing or things that they love to do. That is one of the things. I mean, I can, I can't get enough of that. If someone, if someone said this, there's, there's a thousand biographies with exactly the same thing and it. different people, some famous, some not famous, some just regular Joes and Janes and stories of people whose lives were completely garbage and they busted their butts doing things differently than other people did it and their lives turned amazing or they got back to normal and all they wanted to do was just be normal but their lives were horrible and then they turned it around through hard work determination i love that crap i remember a book i read a long time ago called a road less the road less traveled you know, and I'm sure a lot of you already read the book, so let's not even get into what the book said. You read it, you know what it said. And it's not really about that book per se. It's just what I'm talking about is merely the title of the book, The Road Less Traveled. And it's amazing when I see, because um, I read a lot of good stuff with things, uh, Gurdjieff, uh, Spensky, things of that nature. And then they talk about people being asleep and all of that kind of crap and you know, people being lemmings and following a specific order, not necessarily thinking for themselves and just going and going and going and going. And then they lived their 90 years and they really didn't do anything. And I get it. Because you see it all the time. You see everybody kind of traveling down the same road that everyone else traveled. They're just doing exactly the same thing. They're doing the same thing their mom and dad did. And then their kids do the same thing that they did. And they don't really like their jobs. They don't like their lives. So they just keep going and 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 going. And it just doesn't stop. And I remember the title, The Road Less Traveled. And I realized and I remembered over and above the people that I read about in biographies, the people that were the most successful that I ever knew, all had taken either the road less traveled or the road not traveled at all. I mean, think about it. Think about millions, billions of people traveling down this predetermined road. And it's a smooth road. And you move along it methodically. The same way you'd move along a really well-constructed highway. Yes, there's jams and traffic jams. But for the most part, you're constantly moving. And everybody's in their car complaining. I hate this road. I hate this road. I hate this road. I hate this road. But they won't take an off-ramp. They won't take a different way. They know the traffic jam is coming. And they're too comfortable i would take one of these other roads but i might get lost and uh i'm just gonna sit on this road in this car and i'm going to complain while i listen to a radio show that i don't really like that much but i like the noise in the background and i'm going to complain and do nothing about it once again titled the book road less traveled
When you think about that, you realize that the people, like I said, the people that became successful that they knew that became highly successful all decided they didn't want to. They didn't even either. They got on that road and decided to get off or from a young age decided I'm never going on that road. I know where it goes. I don't want to go where it goes. I don't like the destination. So why would I like to? Why would I waste my time on the road? I'm going to sit there and methodically move towards something that sucks Hell no. You know, if I have, I was in a, in a, in a yacht, not a yacht, in one of those kayaks and I knew there was a cliff and I saw that there was going to go off a cliff and I can see it. You know, I had my little, had my pulled out my binoculars and I could see that the cliff was, the cliff was coming. I was going to go over the falls and to my death. Oh, hell no. And I had an opportunity, many opportunities, unlimited opportunities to kayak my ass to the side of the, to the lake, jump out the kayak, get in my truck and drive someplace else. Would I not do it? Yes, I would. So why in the world would I do what everybody else is doing when I know where it leads and where it leads sucks? So you take out your machete and you realize if you get off the road, like I said, no one's walked in these directions before. But there's something inside you that tells you something great is on the other side of these weeds. You don't even know how many weeds or how many things you got to chop down. All you know is you got to pick up a machete and get to start chopping and walking on a road that you're stomping down for yourself. And every once and one of those people that I knew that became successful did exactly that. They took out the machete, started whacking at the weeds and 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 stomping down the weeds and climbing over this and stomping that and climbing through that and swimming over that and do all of that crap. While everybody else is looking at him like, what is this guy doing? What is he, an idiot? Get back on this road, damn it, and be like us. Be miserable in your car. Be miserable driving in. Be miserable with everybody else. Don't go off there and try to make something of yourself in a different way and do things that are different than us. But they're sitting in their cars and you're actually swinging a machete. You're moving, and as you move, you get in better shape. You actually have strong arms now. You have strong legs. Why? Because you've been chopping down weeds and climbing over rock faces and swimming and all of that crap, moving in the direction that everybody else is not moving in. And what are they doing? Sitting down in their cars. You can't get healthier and stronger sitting down, right? So all the people that knew they were successful were whacking at the weeds and whacking at the weeds and whacking at the weeds. And eventually, that one last whack, whack. And that one last piece of the one last, you know, tree or weed or whatever gets out of the way and they step into this freaking oasis and it's awesome. They're doing the thing that they love to do, making money, doing the thing they love to do, or at the very least doing the thing they love to do. Even if they have to do something else to make the money, they found that thing that they're supposed to be doing. They found it. A lot of times when you get off the road and you start whacking at those weeds and start carving out a road, the people behind you still on the road getting mad at you. They're crabs in a barrel. What are you doing? You're stupid. Don't try to build that business. Don't try to do that thing. Don't try to get in shape. Don't start dating different types of women. Don't start dating different types of men. Be like us. Keep making the same mistake over and over and over again because then we can be each other's company in this freaking misery. Don't do it. Get back on the road with us. Sometimes a significant other will 
a girlfriend or a boyfriend or even a spouse will look at you deciding to get off that road and in the beginning they'll say I'm with him her I'll do with with him her and we'll get out there and we'll start they pick up a machete right next to you and they start whacking and whacking and whacking and whacking and whacking but after a while they realize this is kind of difficult you're trying to build something but you know, I've been whacking at these weeds for a certain amount of time, and all I see is more weeds. We got to get back to the road. You got to stop doing this. You got to stop building this business and having this dream. You got to stop it. You got to put the machete down and get back on the road, and this is what we got to do. And I've been there, swinging at the machete. And I've had of quite a few ladies step off that road looking for me and they come in and they see me whacking at these weeds and they pick up their machine and they start whacking, whacking, whacking. But when there's nothing to show for it, nothing really to show for it, they say, I can't do this anymore. And they put the machete down and they turn it around and they run back to that road and they want to be what everybody else is. I can't be that. I don't mind whacking at the weeds, man. Because I can smell it. I, I know that the thing that I'm looking for is, is in there. I can smell it. Now, right now, I don't have that significant other holding the other machete chopping with me. And you know what? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if it takes a little longer. I don't care. I know it's there. And as I chop these weeds down, now that I've left that road that everybody else is on, as I've chopped these weeds down, the scent of the thing that I want and the stuff that I want my life to be starts is getting stronger. I can kind of see light at the end of the tunnel. It's great. You see, the thing that makes you you get stronger because you've been chopping at these metaphorical weeds for a long time now. Your body gets stronger, metaphorically speaking. And when you get to the inside, now you look different. You feel different. You're tougher. You're stronger. You know? You ever start a business when everybody else tells you, oh, don't start that business. Oh, don't do comedy. Oh, don't do no podcast. Oh, don't try to write anything. Don't do that. You're a smart guy. You have a high IQ. You were in all these, you you know, you've always been good at this and smart at that and, and smart and smart and all this, that talent, this, that, that. You don't want to waste it on that crap. You need to go and do this and be this and work in this office and do this kind of crap and do. Come on, be miserable like me, damn it. Be miserable like me. Be miserable like everybody around you because we want your company in this misery. Nah. <laughs> no thanks. I'm assuming you can relate to that in some way. You know, if you have a job that kind of blows, you know, it kind of pays the bills. You know, kind of like doing it. It's okay. You, you don't mind the people in the office. They're kind of nice, right? You know, they're not too bad. You know, I talked about it earlier in an earlier podcast, probably really, really early podcast, you know, and um, that was when I began. And that's when I know this, this is episode number 222. And I consider episode one me picking up the machete. Because <laughs> this is not exactly the most conventional way to, you know, become what you want to become. But I've been whacking at these weeds. 222 episodes. And I can see a light at the end of the tunnel. Like I said, it doesn't matter if there's someone next to me 
significant other, a lady right now with a machete in her hand chopping at these weeds. I don't, I don't care. You know, I don't mind doing things myself. I really don't. Because a lot of times you see people to become successful in show businesses uh, or successful in business or successful in this or successful in that. And a lot of times, you know, there's always a story. If you do a little more investigation, there was always that person that helped them out. You know, I remember a guy that was a writer on a, on a show and I was going, I was about to try to, you know, send him a sample to write for the show. And he got the job and he's, he's a damn good writer. I mean, he's a better writer uh, at that time than I was. Uh, so, he got the job and like I say, he deserved the damn job. I mean, this dude, this dude's a real deal. But, um, I found out later on that he, he had a relative that was a big time writer already. Right. And that guy helped him as, as you should, you're supposed to help your family. But then I realized when I found out that the guy who was a big time writer who helped out the guy that I knew had no help. <laughs> I mean, absolutely no help, no context. He picked up that machete and just whacked at those weeds and whacked at those weeds and whacked at those weeds and whacked at those weeds weeds until he got in himself and then he helped somebody. You know, when you see the origin story of somebody that's successful, many, many times, many, many times, there was always a person that helped them out. But I was always more fascinated, to be honest with you, by the person who was the one that got through the door first. I was always fascinated by that guy or gal. There was, there's always going to be somebody who got there first. And I was fascinated by that. I said, you know, I could, I could sit there and, you know, wonder if, if I can find the right person to help me out or I can build my own or be in the process of building my own. And if I get help along the way, cool, but I'm not waiting for it. I have friends that if I mentioned their names right now, you would know who they are. You would know them. They're in the show business. You would know who they are. And they ain't helping. And I don't care. (laughs) I really don't care. I only mentioned it to say that I'm going to get where I need to be. I'm going to catch these people. Not in that, not, and I don't mean it in a way like, I'll get these bastards. I'll get them. I just know what I'm capable of. And I'll be where they are soon enough. And when I get there, I'm going to help people. So, I don't know I feel like anybody else, like I said, there's got to be something you want to do. You know, there's got to be something you want to do. You know, even if you don't feel comfortable, like I feel, I felt completely comfortable just stepping off that road that everybody's on saying, screw that crap, picking up a machete and getting a chopping. But, you know, if you don't want to step off the road completely, at least take a different freeway to where you're going. You know, take a different off ramp or something. I'm speaking metaphorically, damn it. Right. Kind of exciting, isn't it? You ever get lost going someplace and you wind up finding a restaurant or, you know, seeing a park or seeing a, something that you never saw before and you're going, man, that seemed like a mistake at the time. And it seemed like a dumb idea to get off of this off ramp. And it seemed like a dumb idea to go this way to someplace. But I'm kind of glad I did. 
But that's what this podcast is kind of like for me. Uh, you know, I didn't think that I would actually like it as much as I do. I damn sure didn't think you guys would like it as much as you do. And I thank you for that. It's kind of weird, you know. I decided to do this and all of a sudden I got people in London listening to me. <laughs> people who didn't know I existed, they're listening to this. People in Canada listening to this. There's people in Great Britain listening to this. And obviously people here in the United States. And had I not picked up that machete and stepped off that road that everybody else is on, I wouldn't have people in these places listening to this crap and telling me that they like this. I wouldn't have that. When I think about the the, the prospect of, of, you know, like when you watch that movie, It's a Wonderful Life, and you get an opportunity, you know, the guy goes, this is what your life would look like if this happened. And this is what your life would look like if that happened. And this is what your life would look like if that happened. Well, I don't even want to step back and see what would happen if in October of 2013, I was like, eh, I'm not doing that podcast crap. I mean, you know, it's me with some talking into a microphone and telling stories to people and all of that crap. Hey, am I going to listen to that? Definitely not going to be listening to it in different countries. And I'm definitely not going to be getting email from people that say they love it. And I'm definitely not going to have, you know, people say they were touched by some of the stories that I told that were not the comedy stories or the wacky stories. But just when I'm talking to people like regular people, ah, who needs that? Right. I'm glad that during my travels of jumping off of that road and whacking at the weeds, one of the stops was the S. Anthony Says podcast. It was one of the oasises in that little, in that long road of whacking at these weeds to get to my final destination. It's kind of like when you play a video game and there's a big, big goal that you're going for. But during the course of time, you know, your little character jumps over stuff and hits these little coins. Right. But in the old days, back in the day, or, you know, you you you, you do something to one of these uh, first person shooter games or there's a guy that jumps out and wants to blow you up and you shoot him and you level up. And now all of a sudden your gun turns into a bigger gun or your car turns into a faster car or you become bigger and stronger or something like that. That's what this is like for me, like this, this thing here. Because no matter what happens, I mean, any place else, uh, any other stuff that I can do, I always, I probably always, most likely always will do this. Man, because I love it. And apparently, my bastards love this crap for some reason. My sass potters. My sass potting bastards. <laughs> now, I know this is a long ass story, and quite frankly, you should be used to that by now because I tell long ass stories. But. I'm not sorry I whacked at the weeds and during that, during the time of whacking at the weeds, I got here. I'm not sorry about that. I'm glad I'm here. And like I said, I can smell and detect. I can sense the other things that are about to happen and they're going to be awesome. And I want you to be there with me. So I know it feels safe traveling, traveling along that road that everybody else is going on. I know it feels comfortable going where everybody else is going. I know it feels comfortable sitting in the car on the freeway where everybody else is driving and everybody's honking the horn and all of that crap. It's more comfortable than picking up the machete and whacking at the weeds. But I know from personal experience, if you do that, you will find some cool shit like I did. And I got a little more whacking to do. And I'm going to find some more cool shit. 
I just had a Beavis and Butthead moment because I just, I just, uh, I just said that, uh, I have more whacking to do. And there's a part of me trying to tell this serious and motivating story where I actually caught myself looking in the mirror. And when I said, I have more whacking to do, I had a 13 year old me just popped out and went, he said whacking. <laughs> He's got whacking to do whacking. <laughs> and I wish 13 year old me would shut up because I'm trying to tell a serious story. Damn it. <laughs> All I'm saying is, um, pick up the machete, jump off the road, whack at the weeds, and get your coins, man. Get your coins. You dig? Segment over. All right, everybody. This is really, really a weird thing. Um, I talked last week about uh how. <laughs> how weird it was that everyone else in the world had a, had a smartphone and I didn't. And now that I have a smartphone, um, I'm, kind of, I'm at the point now where it's, it's completely integrated into my life now. And, uh, it's really weird, you know, I mean, cause the thing about, like I said, I said last week that I became one of you, meaning the people that are constantly staring at their smartphones, they walk down the street and it's true. And I, and, and I, and it's, it's, it's gotten even worse now because you're bombarded with information, you know, you know, I'm talking to people on Twitter you know, I'm, I'm talking to people on Facebook. I'm Skyping people and all of that crap. And uh, it's really, <laughs> it's really, really weird how, like, like you know, when you have the, when you have, you know, uh, Google cards on your, um, on your phone, how it just starts dumping information on you. You know, it tells you know if you park for more than a couple of minutes, it goes, it, you know, the Google card pops up and this is your parking location. I said, yeah, I know I'm. Yeah, I know. I know where I parked. Would you like to know the destination to these locations? And you're going, not really. No. Uh, okay. There's traffic on Franklin Street. Okay. Thanks a lot. It's great. Yeah. Thanks a lot. The movie blah 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 opens in six hours. Okay. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Your hometown team won today. Okay. Okay, it's great. Yeah. So, okay, I'm, I'm kind of doing something right now, you know. So I drive up to a McDonald's that I that I go to on occasion, and the funny thing about it was there was there was a kind of a a changing of the guard of the McDonald's. And, the, and when I would go up to the McDonald's, it was always the same ladies there, and it got to the point where they would literally the second they heard my voice, I know what you want. You want a side salad. You know, or or back in the day when I used to drink those sweet teas all the time. I know, oh, I know who you are. You, let me guess, you want a sweet tea with light ice and lemon? Oh, yeah, yeah. I know you. I recognize your voice. You know, and you get that all the time. And I'm not expecting people at McDonald's to remember my orders. You know, it's kind of kind of simple to remember. Either I want a sweet tea or a side salad, but you get the point. And so what happened was I started noticing that the ladies, the young ladies and gentlemen that were normally there kind of moved on. And obviously, you know, unless you're unless you are planning on becoming an owner of McDonald's or a manager of McDonald's, eventually you're going to move off of that job. I get it. You know, so, you know, eventually they're going to move on to something else. I get it. I get it. But when I moved to this, I went to this McDonald's, I, I, I drive around and the lady at the counter was very dour. Bummed out. Here's your change. Thanks. You go to the next lady. <laughs> what do you want? Yeah, here's your stuff, you bastard. And throws it in the, throws it into your car. And I'm going, well, maybe they're having a bad day. Not a big deal. But what happened was, like I mentioned a little bit a few minutes ago, the Google cards, you, you know, they pop up with information 
Literally, when you pull up by a place, reviews of that place will start popping up on your phone. So I pulled around the corner and I hear this lady in the and she's like she's a young girl but man life sucks die die bastard die you can hear that in her voice she didn't say those words but she might as well and bing, 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 and the google card pops up would you like to read a review of this mcdonald's well fine lord knows they ain't moving that fast and i'll go to the first thing they, they go, go up to the counter to pay the lady uh, here's your money. Uh, here, here. Wow, well, yeah, yeah. Welcome to McDonald's. And the damn thing goes, this McDonald's has two stars. And I'm going, well, the food's been pretty good. He goes, lady at count, lady at drive-thru is rude and mean. Lady rude and mean. She's mean. Mean. And they literally, the people who wrote the reviews described this particular lady to a T. Sorry, McDonald's, you ain't a sponsor anyway because I don't have any sponsors right now, so shut up. <laughs> and they would like, and she's, and service, and I don't like it. Uh-huh. Go up to the next window here, bastard, die. <laughs> and I pull up to the parking lot. Now, the parking lot is not McDonald's's parking lot. It is the, just the parking lot for this punk-ass strip mall. And I'm going, this is a nasty-ass-looking parking lot. Bing, 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 bing. The parking lot was horrible. And now all of a sudden I'm reading reviews of people telling me that the park, well, telling, to telling the Google that the parking lot sucks. I'm going, oh man, this is, this is weird, man. It's like every time I go anywhere today, you know, oh man, let me go put my, well, now that I finished my little punk ass side salad, let me put this in the trash can. Ah, oh, the trash can's overflowing with trash. Bing, 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 bing. The trash cans are always overflowing with trash. What the hell is this shit? <laughs> By the way, uh, just in case at some point in the future I get a, I either work for McDonald's or McDonald's becomes a um, a sponsor. Uh, FYI, the other five McDonald's in my area get four and a half stars. I just wanted to put that out there. You know, I don't want I don't I don't want to feel like I'm kicking McDonald's in the ass because of one. I mean, she probably ain't even working there anymore. <laughs> I don't want to get sued. So. uh <laughs> So, so you know, so I'm driving out of the parking lot. The traffic sucks coming out of the parking lot. I'm going, man, traffic sucks coming out of the park. Wait a second. And it's really weird to have all the access to all of that information in your hand. And the, what's funny about it is now this, the prices of cell phones and smart, well, smartphone, cell phones, same crap. They have dropped so low where now a lot more people have them. And they're not that valuable as as devices anymore and what I mean valuable I mean they're valuable in terms of giving you information but I mean they're not valuable in terms of being something that a person who's going to do a snatch and grab would want to waste their time taking you know even the people that would that were down in uh, in the in the in the uh, tourist area that were snatching out snatching people's cell phones because they were iPhones you know because they cost eight billion dollars each by the way if, if I ever uh, Apple becomes a sponsor at some point in the future I want to let you know that I personally think that even though your phones are incredibly expensive they're fantastic phones and I have no problems with them I think they're great <laughs> yeah I'm pre-selling out shut up people back to what I was saying. But the thing is, the prices of phones have dropped so much that it's like, no, who's, you know, you ever see somebody do a crime and it's just so dumb that they would risk going to jail for that crime? You know, 
You know, it's, you know, it's like somebody break. I saw a thing on the television where a guy broke into a restaurant and made himself a meal and then turned off everything and left, and he wound up going to jail. So they're going, you risk going to jail. Now, you didn't do any damage to the restaurant. You were actually very meticulous about keeping it clean after you made your sandwich. But you did break in, jackass. So now you're going to go to jail because you wanted a sandwich. And now, as it turns out, your cellmate's going to try to make a meal out of your butt cheeks. You know what I'm saying. Moving back to what I was saying because I am now going to throw up. Right? But I say all this to say when I was, it was, it was before I left the parking lot, I saw these three guys with their cell phones, that literally three friends standing next to each other, talking to each other, but not looking at each other. They're all on their cell phones. All of them had headphones on. Each one of them only had one earpiece into their ear and the other one hanging down because they were still talking to each other, but they were listening to whatever they were listening to on their individual phones. Guy on a bike who was not in the best shape, and these three guys were young guys in good shape. You know, they look like they play basketball all the time and run around all the time. Real, you know, really good look, good looking kids with good shape. And uh, this guy comes by on his bike and grabs the phone of one of the three in shape kids. Keep in mind, the guy on the bike is not in good shape, and he tries to speed off. Here's a here's a pro tip for criminals: if you see three dudes in good shape. And you're not in good shape. Don't snatch something from them and try to get away because they will catch you and kick the crap out of you. And guess what happened? They caught him and kicked the crap out of him. (laughs) He got an ass whooping from three dudes because he tried to steal a phone that probably cost 45 bucks. Genius. And that's really dumb because if you really think about it, you know, and also Google card came on. Bing, 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 bing. Um, some dumbass is going to try to rob these three kids and they're going to kick the shit out of them. I'm like, these Google cards are awesome. <laughs> back to the story. And they kicked the crap out the bastard. And he got back on his bike. We ain't that serious. And rolled off and they're laughing. We kicked the crap out of him. But that's just a dumb guy. Why would you try to steal something that's from people who can kick the crap out of you as individuals? And there's three of them for $45. Everybody has a cell phone. Every damn body. They're not worth anything. You can't even, you couldn't even go to a pawn shop with a cell phone. And then you get, I would like to pawn this cell phone. Really? You would like to pawn the cell phone because you don't think I have 900 of them? Did you notice that the entire window was cell phones? Jackasses bringing in their damn cell phones. I don't need any cell phones. I give you $2 just to get out of my pawn shop, but everybody has cell phones that's why people aren't stealing the damn things anymore except for complete losers you gotta be a complete loser to steal a cell phone you gotta be a jerk off to steal steal anything anyway because it's wrong but a complete loser to steal a cell phone the other day I was walking down the street. I'm going into a store. There's a homeless guy out front. I look down at him. He asks for a quarter. I give him a dollar. I walk into the store. I conclude my purchases. I walk into get into my car. I drive away. And what happens? I got a text. Hey, thanks for that dollar, bro. And I texted back. Um, who is this? And it got another text back that said, I'm the dude you gave a dollar. And I said, you have a cell phone? And he goes, yes, I have a cell phone, dummy. Didn't you even, didn't you even remember the premise of your own story? I have a cell phone, too. And I got your number from Google Cards. By the way, make a right turn. You're going in the wrong direction. The Google Cards told me. 
<laughs> I mean, that was just the most amazing thing in the world to see somebody trying to steal a $45 cell phone from three dudes that look like athletes, jackasses. But the thing is, is like I said, I, I've started to integrate the damn cell phone into my life, man. It just bombards me with information, you know, and I can see how you get, I can see how people, because I used to laugh at people when, you know, they were down to 10% on the phone. Oh my God, my phone's down to 10%. Uh-huh. And I'm going, dude, it's, it's a phone. Who cares? What difference does it make if it's down to 10%? But I can't be bombarded with information. Uh-huh. And then their phone would die and they'd be sitting in the corner. Uh-huh. What was me? Uh-huh. What am I going to do? Uh-huh. What am I going to do? I can't survive without my phone. Uh-huh. And I need to shut up. Why? Because my phone went down to 30%. And I had done, I, and I realized that I was going to be out of the house so long that I would probably, my phone would be down to 0%. And I called the psychiatrist and made an appointment. And then I realized that I still had, you know, had a, a, a backup battery in my in my glove compartment that I used to record stuff. And then I plugged my phone into it, fully charged my phone. And then I called the psychiatrist back and I said, I'm cool. And he goes, you had a battery in your car as a backup. And he, and I said, yeah. And he goes, yeah, I lost a lot of clients that way. And I said, I knew you were going to say that because the Google cards told me. <laughs> Don't judge me, bastards. So what I'm saying is even though I know, even though a lot of you have broken my stones for finally breaking down and getting a cell phone and you know who you are, you per people I know personally, bastards, I want to say I take everything back I said about smartphones. I am at the point now where I need my smartphone. In fact, right now I just took my shirt off and I'm rubbing my smartphone over my left nipple. I mean, I mean, I, my, I, I, I mean, I did not take off my shirt and, and, and I did that. I, I, <laughs> I just want to say that I, my smartphone rules <laughs> and uh, my shirt is not off and I'm not doing anything to my smartphone at all because that 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 will be that would be weird <laughs> segment over all right everybody I want to thank you very 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 much for uh, listening to this crap this is episode number 222 of the S. Anthony Says podcast much love to everybody in every country all of my Potter and family to my new family at the Podcast Revolution Network, as Anthony says, dot podcastrevolution.org. Uh, thank you for your support. Thank you for being cool. To all my sass potters slash bastards, thank you very much for your support over the last couple of years. It'll be three years by the end of October of this year. Thank you very much for everything. Um, kind of, uh, just make sure you check me out on all my social media. Um, I'm on Snapchat as Anthony Thomas, duh. But I think it's yes, yeah, S Anthony Thomas one. Uh, the Twitter is at S Anthony Thomas. The Twitter for the show is at S Anthony says. I have a verified page for the podcast on Facebook. Uh, so just go if you're on Facebook and type into the search bar S Anthony says, and you'll see the blue check next to that. That means it's definitely me. Um, the email. Well, you know what. You none of y'all email anymore. Y'all all direct message me on Twitter. So just follow me on Twitter. <laughs> because as soon as people found that they could direct message me, they're like, I ain't a email, shme email. I'll direct message the bastard. And that's what you're all doing. So feel free to do so. At as Anthony says, much love to you all. I appreciate everything that you do. Make sure that if you like this show, uh, that you uh, rate the show. On whatever you're listening to it, whether it be iTunes or Stitcher or whatever you're listening to it, five stars, you bastards. And um, 
tell a friend. Make sure you spread the word about the show if you like it. Tell friends that you think will like this weird crap and so we can have them join the Sass Potters, a.k.a. Bastards, as well. And um, basically, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, once again, I hope you had a wonderful uh, holiday. And I look forward to talking to you weirdos next week. So whether you're listening to me uh, on your car, in your on earbuds, in your phone, on a treadmill, while you're mowing alone, it doesn't matter where you listen to me. I'm just glad that you do. I'm going to say goodbye the same way I always do. And apparently some of you weirdos actually say it with me out loud. So let's do it, man. Let's keep this being a thing. Are you ready on the count of three? Actually, the reverse count of three. Three, two, one. S. Anthony. Out. Ah.